All right, it's time for another Gnostic Deluge smorgasbord. On this one, we're going to talk about bias history, rabbit holes, conspiracies, Rubifilos on YouTube, the Golden Dawn, tarot cards, Kabbalah, finding Hermes Trismegistus, and many other things. So enjoy! Hey, Brandon. We're back. Now, now time for a smorgasbord. Welcome to a very special uh, Gnostic Deluge smorgasbord. That's right. You're going to get a little bit from here, there, and everywhere this time because we are all over the place. I've been yeah. down a few rabbit holes. All you know, And it's funny because like whenever you start studying something i remember this back in the we gotta uh, we gotta center ourselves yeah what the heck wait you scoot over this way (laughs) (laughs) there we go but going down like whenever you start making connections you're like wait that this references that and that i've been like whoa especially listen to the a, a certain pod video cat youtube cast that well, I we'll think I think I might have mentioned this in our, our last recording for the Kabbalion, but I didn't I didn't really hint I didn't go any 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 further uh, about that. I feel on on the same topic, Mark. I'll just say that I kind of have a little I'm a little frustrated because there is so much like all these different um, his you know what modern historic history sucks. Like it has an our history hey, has Brandon, done a horrible job. Break it down. It's his story, dude. <laughs> his, his history I love that. as we have it's today. Not her story. The history it's that I was story. taught just is horrible. Yeah. And and it's like there are so many connections well, that almost were like purposely separated. Like, like you mean these anything. just serious, like like what? Uh, like we learn about, like I think the example we gave was Isaac Newton. We gave yeah. an, we gave, oh, yeah. we talk about Isaac Newton. We talk about all of his prede- most of his predecessors, a lot of his predecessors, da Vinci, da all Vinci, these, all these great inventors. and all these people, and we like, hey, and they're all working on these things, and they all have these different ideas. But yet, there's like a, there's a, there is, they all have a similarity, and they're all like entertaining a similar adventure or a journey that they're on and it's almost like that journey was pulled out of it Mm -hmm. like they're trying they're all trying to find the same thing in a way and that part was like just taken out like as if it wasn't important well it's like the um the thing with the 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 cave and the light actually remember mm-hmm. whenever Aristotle stuff would start awesome the Air, Air Arabian people had it and then they reintroduced it so there's a new kind of uh, enlightenment kind of thing you yeah know, yeah and, you're right and, yeah. and stuff so but that's not totally known to history either you know so I mean but we're talking about like like uh, the uh, like the actual enlightenment age, they were influenced hugely by alchemy and all that, like big time. That was a big influence on them. And, and that's, that's science. And that's, like, and that's like taken out of, of, it's kind of like a, it's not, it's almost like it's taken out on purpose. 
And you know what? I'm just going to say that it has. Because, Whoa. Because originally at some point, because our education system was tightly bound to uh, religion, then I believe that it probably was purposely taken out. Right? Well, yeah. So, Maybe. Yeah. Yeah. So um, I don't know why that's bugging me, but. Do you want that on? I kind of like not seeing myself. Yeah, me too. We're looking at the computer. Oh. So. Uh, yeah. But I, so that's something that we talked about last episode. And I really feel like, you know, Mark's mentioning the rabbit hole and that rabbit hole. The reason why it's so profound is because we're making connections to people and to events and to philosophies and practices that at one point I didn't realize were even connected at, at all. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of times I remember religious things and stuff that you're like, whoa, this person came up with this and how did they even how could they have come up with this and you're like oh then you find out oh well actually that was something that's been around forever you know mm -hmm. and it's like oh well i didn't even know that but I, that's the way you know but you you had mentioned the mind the way the mind works yeah. like uh with that book by the uh i don't remember who it was but how to create a human mind oh yeah, you're Ray talking Kurtz about Wild. recognizing patterns and stuff yeah. yeah and that's an important part of yeah making those connections and patterns and being able to put things together of a functioning good you know human mind You're right that's a good point so but there can be an overactive mind too where you know where conspiracy you know people who think that everything's related like i mean you know what i'm saying like yeah like i mean in human events yeah everything, especially everything has it's all like that you know they're being influenced by this and you know yeah so, we can do that we can we can overkill we're not, it yeah but we're not talking about that i'm saying whenever it becomes with human interaction that's that's it seems like that's different but whenever people start seeing patterns totally you know that everything is like there's a, somebody pulling the strings and you know that's where maybe it goes too far but we're not talking about that but so what have you been uh yeah, so to get us started on this uh, smorgasbord, I think it's been, since we've done a smorgasbord, it's been about, is it smorgasbord or boarded? Or did I ask this question board. last time? B-O-R-D. I always say borg. Like maybe I'm like mixing, like the borg. I'm mixing up a Star Trek thing. Yeah. Uh, so smorgas, this smorgasbord, I'll start off with talking about, uh, let's say, um, oh, I wanted to mention, I don't know if we should go into too much detail right now, but I wanted to mention this Ruba guy. Oh, okay. Let's. Are you, are, is it okay to do that now or you want to do it later? No, no. I, I, I would just kind of bring up his name so we can. So, Mark. Ruba Philos. Let's Ruba just say, Philos. Let's just don't even try the last name because. Okay. But anyway, a guy on, uh, on YouTube, Ruba Philos, and his last name is spelled S A L S. F L U E R E. You think that's his name? No, it's not. Okay. He, he said it was. It was. Uh, it's. It's one that he just didn't want to put. He's seen different things where people have put thing lost jobs and stuff where they. So he just goes by another got, name online. It. Tell, I smart. mean, not that he's talking about. That's the thing. No, it's but not, it's okay. It's still okay to do that. Yeah, it's like well, but oh, I think he actually said that he had. They saw that he was doing something scientific or 
and that he did one of the reasons he didn't get the uh, job was because they saw that he was connected with alchemy got it you know they're like okay well we can have you know like this is chemistry not got alchemy it. you know kind of thing remember in the last episode we talked about got it we did yeah so so i think the, just a for a little uh introduction for that Mark started watching or listening to this guy's YouTube videos probably a few months ago or or less than that. Month month ago maybe. And he sent me a link and it was related to hermeticism and that's why we he sent the link over because yeah. uh, we were we're we're right now our topics have been the Kybalian and before that it was about the Corpus Hermeticum. And so it kind of it was kind of related. So he sent a link over and I watched a little bit of it. But the first thing I saw was the guy. It seemed to be very like unprofessional. I'm like, okay, so I was listening, to yeah. him, watching it, and yeah. this guy just talking, and he had like no notes or anything. He just kind of just stops in time, and you can see him just kind of like think. Sometimes and he'll, then, make, he'll be make, he'll get a cup of coffee. Or, yeah, you know, yeah, like, yeah. And so here's <laughs> the point: is when you first watch this guy's video videos or listen to them. If you're not ready for I'll, it, you, you might be a little annoyed. Like I'll, this guy is so unprofessional. I'll let you know. We'll put. I'll put a link actually down in the. Okay, Mark's gonna put note. a link. And so yeah. that's the my first introduction to him. I was kind of like, okay, Mark, that's pretty neat. I took what the guy said and I kind of stopped watching it after that. Which one was that? I wonder. Um, it had to do with the. Um, the oh, I sent you a couple. Yeah, yeah, because I was freaking out. I was like, "Brandon, you got to! Oh no, you got to see this one!" Yeah, and one anyway. of the ones I actually spent time listening to was the one about the um, forget the, the word. It's a weird name, but it has to do with like the the snake, the serpent. Oh, the nefesh. No, no, the nef- no. the oh the but the the Kabbalion, the seraph seraphoth or whatever. Yeah, seraph, yeah, whatever. So anyways, but it was about it was about the Garden of Eden story, but different. Instead, rather than a serpent, it was more like a priest or something. Yeah, right? yeah. So, anyways, what I want to say though is I have since Mark sent me another. Vi- Thank you, by the way, Mark. Mark has sent me another link to one that had to do with uh, it was it was about the higher functions of Hermeticism mm-hmm. or alchemy. This is episode thirteen, and so I. I I watched the whole thing with that, and it's so so. Here's the thing: I mean, he starts off by taking a walk. He always has videos. That's the thing. At the beginning, it's it's like he he, he took a walk, he and just, it was like literally like five minutes. Playing music, yeah. And he had some music playing, and he was like taking a walk to some garden that's near where he lives. And then he he lives in New Zealand. Yeah, he lives in New Zealand. It's it's a beautiful place. He sat down at this garden, and it was in this botanical garden that he was visiting. And it was like six thirty in the morning or something. Mm-hmm. He started talking about uh, the the higher functions, and and I actually just listened. To, I watched the entire like forty six minutes of it, and then at the end, he gets up and he walks away, and then the music turns back on and. Yeah, and you're watching him walk home, or and it doesn't, he doesn't make you watch the entire walk. And so, anyways, what I want to say is, it's actually fair, for lack of a better term, it's fairly charming. Like I loved when he like stops and like gets a little bit of like his coffee or something. Yeah, and like yeah, he's got ones where he's they're out camping and stuff. They yeah. got a fire and stuff. But uh, the thing is that he his things are unscripted. He's talking off his off the top of his head, but man. He's he really got knows stuff. a very good. His mind is very 
there's he, he's not like me, you know, where I'm trying to explain something. He knows his stuff. I don't want to reveal like my my man crush as much here, but like I really would like to mis- uh, meet this guy. He, I I I would I would go to New Zealand to meet this guy if he's oh, still yeah. there because he's pretty cool. He's a pretty cool guy. No, he he knows a lot of stuff, and but I'm saying even if you know he just and actually a lot of what he's talking about is related because we're right now we're doing the Kabbalion. Yeah. But we had we had started off with the Hermetica, and the Her, the Kabbalion's more of a general overview. Where the Hermetica though starts you off in a vision with the greater, higher mind, where he's talking to his own mind, mm-hmm. and his mind says, "I know it all. I can." Yeah. Re-. And then, but these videos, he talks about what that higher mind is, and really, anyway, I'm not. It's crazy. Yeah. It's it's very, but it's like wait. Like uh, he calls it the higher genius. He does. But, he but uses the, different terms. And, and the whole the whole point of getting of of hermetics and stuff is to get in touch to actually have a conversation, a conversation or conversations with the with your higher genius. Like you know those apocalyptic literatures and yeah. stuff, or you know the Enoch, mm-hmm. where also this angel comes to him, or Isaiah, and starts. At, you know, Correct. asking questions, having that dialectic, the, the, the uh, catechism dialogue. Yeah, yeah. That that's Ruba. He, from, he's, uh, Ru, he's he's Ruba Philos. He's, yeah, he talks about that's Ruba Philos's um, way to say it. He's saying you're. That's the whole point of it is to get to that that higher dialogue, and it's all this. It's all to mental transmutation kind of thing, or to actually. Get to the higher ways of thinking in your mind. Anyway, I know it sound now. It sounds crazy. Yeah. Anyways, <laughs> I wanted to but, mention him. So that's one of the new things that I've been doing is I've really gotten into listening to this guy, and I do want one of the coolest things I've heard Ruba Philos talk about right now so far was from that I think it was episode thirteen, and it was when he was talking about the the whole episode was about these higher functions, which I'm not going to explain what that is. But he actually, in that episode, explains the lower functions a little bit, too. And he actually, which is, was really interesting, is he actually talked about how the lower functions don't want you to know the higher functions that even exist. Like, they almost try... Like or They they even don't really know they exist, too. Correct. And, and but they, they, he, the way he was explaining it is... Like they will work at making sure that you can't find anything outside. Yeah. Of it. Yeah, because the the and this this all that's the thing is that this is all interlinked to like the Kabbalah and stuff and like all because I'm saying he sent me down these rabbit holes where <laughs> I'm trying to figure out you know like the Kabbalah like because there's the there's the masculine and feminine we'll just call it for a better for lack of a better term, you know, you got the, uh, kind of, I don't know, emotional and rational and they're always kind of fighting each other. Yeah. Yeah. You know, the rat, the, and, uh, but they think that they're the highest part of it. Oh God. You know, so eventually, but you want them to eventually get them to unite and work together. Anyway, I don't know. Above, so below. So, anyways, that's what. So, anyways, the answer your question mark. I've been kind of watching his uh, videos. I'll probably I'm, I'm going to continue to watch them. Um, oh, the one thing I wanted to mention though is 
his little walk he takes at the beginning of the episodes mm-hmm. and he plays like some music do you think that he's doing that for a reason like do you think that he believes so one the other oh. do you, he talks one okay here oh guys i guess i have more to say so here's oh. the thing he spends one episode talking about how most people that consider themselves hermetists hermeticists aren't real are are kind of do nothing more than just role play the whole thing yeah and i love that and larping yeah yeah and how they're dressing up in robes yeah and, he, and how he's i don't think he's like talking down to it no but that's but he, the thing that he doesn't say it and i no, I, he, that's one thing I like about him is he's not condescending. Correct. He's just he he keeps. I think he keeps his opinions out of it, and he says it for what it is. And uh, I kind of feel he did say that. Like one of the things he said was that and he says this a few times now that I've heard him say it, and it's been a little bit disheartening to me actually to hear him say this. Is he basically says you can't sell self. Yeah, um, I know. I was like, oh, initiate. It's self initiate. That's what it is. Says, you can't self initiate. And he says that he's and he says it a few times. And one time he even says, "I I firmly believe that you can't self initiate." And so my whole my problem with that, and I that's why I gave my that's why I explained my fanboy is my fanboyism of him first. So I want you to know that I really like this guy, but like I'm kind. One of the things that I've, one of the patterns that I've picked up in the last couple of years is that um, everybody will want to tell you to believe that you have to have, that you can't be independent. You have to have somebody mm-hmm. else teach you something. And that's kind of a red flag to me. Is yeah. When some, is when a re, is when, let's say a religion, because this is the common thing right here. Let's say your religious context, most of them, especially Western ones, will say, hey, the thing is, is you can't come to know God by yourself. You have to have a middleman. Yeah, the Kabbalion. Yeah, the yeah, Kabbalion. yeah. That they're, and they just happen to be that middleman. And they happen to be that middleman. <laughs> and so to me, the middleman or having the being dependent on some, another human being to, to, to find the greater reality has been a red flag for me. So when he says you can't self initiate i was kind of like oh okay. no i under anyway so anyways, that's I'm, all that's all I'm i have not, to say i don't I'm have not, anything more to yeah, say about that but yeah i mean i got a lot i could say but he he, he yeah i mean but you we know in the hermetica and stuff that it's passed on correct that and that his, his idea is that unless somebody has gone through the experience you know, it's it's easier for somebody who's gone through the experience to help somebody else versus just someone like to like her, like to Hermes stumble across it all and find it all. Yeah, and, yeah. Hermes Trismegistus is helping his son Tat is helping Asclepius. Mm-hmm. It's like he can he knows the thing. Like Tat's like Dad, you know, asking these questions, having that dialogue, and his dad's like, okay, we'll think about it like this, and he's like, I asked this question, think about it like this, and also remember in the last one. That we did, Tat was like, "I am seeing it, Dad. Oh my gosh, I'm bigger than a yeah, yeah bread yeah. box and smaller than an acorn or whatever you know. <laughs> like you know, he was, but he goes through and I'm, I'm, you know. So it takes somebody else, but but the one of the things I like about the 
Philos or Ruba Philos is that uh, he says it's not a long process. Mm-hmm. Okay. And that was because he's been through different things like that. And he says what happens is the like, like he used the example of the Golden Dawn. And I'm not even, th- but that most people that are in the Golden Dawn, you learn some cool things and everything. And you do some thing, you meet people, you, you do some rituals, but they don't end up where they're supposed to end up. You know, you're supposed to have that. They've never had the communication with the higher yeah. thing and that's the whole point it's not to do just do the rituals it's to make them that's why he calls it role-playing yeah yeah and i've had this i've had the same example in my own life you know of of kind of not understanding what i was doing and being like well this is supposed to be spiritual yeah you yeah. know it's supposed to but i don't get what's going on and it's because they don't understand what is actually going on true that's and good. so that's anyway, a good uh analogy there and, and you know what the thing analogy. is that i i i think that whatever if he he has some good ideas that we can definitely will get us in the direction that we are already going anyway yeah yeah with their especially with hermetics if not i'm gonna have to like get a ticket i think it's expensive to go to new zealand so not really looking forward to it but any well but he's not even he does (laughs) not he he, he's not at he's not asking anybody to go to new zealand (laughs) but anyway they they do have uh but anyway, so some of the things that he's kind of turned me on to is the Kabbalah. Yeah, so do, tell me about what you tell me about that a little bit. Okay, so the Kabbalah. It, okay, actually, my Mark has thing, a bunch of books over here. That I you bought can't some see. books. I kind of went and I, okay. My goal is not to buy any more books. Oh really? Because right now, until because you get I through, get through, get through what you the got? Kabbalah. Yeah, for sure. But okay, I, this is the first one I bought. It's just it's not even the full book. It's uh, well, yeah. It's like a. It's, it's a, called uh, the Kabbalah Unveiled, but this is by S. L. McGregor Mathers, founder of the Hermetic Order of the Golden Dawn. He's the founder of it. Yeah. Okay. Or the her. Oh, interesting. I thought like uh, that's one. That's one of the reasons that that uh, Ruba Philos is. He actually likes the writings of the people from the Golden Dawn and different things. That he said that they were they're on the right track. Their initiations and stuff. It's just they got to tweak it, you know, They or that they don't totally understand it. So it's more anyway. But OK, so the the little subtitle says this is like huge. I was like, whoa, oh. this makes sense. How can I understand the Old Testament without first understanding the circumstances under which it was created? Right. Oh, interesting. And if I don't fully know the meaning of the Old Testament, how can I expect to understand the new? Crazy. It's almost like the whole thing is like, yeah. I'm not Does that say. make sense though? It's yeah. like, whoa, wait, wait, wait. Because whenever you get into the New Testament, what is the New Testament? The whole first uh, and uh, is is going through and, you know, the first, the, the gospels are saying, hey, look. Here's here's the Old Testament scriptures where it talked about this is going to happen. You know, it's going back to the Old Testament. How can you under? But how can you understand the New Testament without understanding the Old? And that's what a, a lot of people think. Well, it's a new. It's the New Testament. You don't have yeah. to know the old one. Or but you don't know think, what it's even. Or based they think on. not even nothing even closely related to that. Yeah, they think that. Yeah, I think that, I fall well, in the camp of well, like. Yeah, the are thing they is, even related is that. Uh, you know that um and jesus 
wait, or is it, is it Paul that talks about the things being the Old Testament being fulfilled? I don't you know. know kind of I know you're talking about, but I don't but, know who no, says it. But but I'm saying so people are like, well, actually, so you don't need the Old Testament. But the things in the New Testament are based on Old Testament stuff that we don't realize. I think it's a. I mean, I know it's a, you know they put it all in the same book, but mm-hmm. they're kind of like two separate. That's the old law. Yeah. But the old law was based on something and was pointing towards something. And do you think that the things this might be a I might maybe this is a tough question. Do you think that the whatever they're pointing towards is way different than what people are actually finding? Well, okay, so the Kabbalah, yeah, the Kabbalah okay, oh yeah, the the basic idea of the Kabbalah is that that there there's these stories and usually the more outrageous story, the more it was meant it was meant to be something else like say the garden of eden mm-hmm. the talking to snakes yes yeah you know or something like that the more outrageous the story the, the more, more you're like meaning wait, there is to glean from the symbolism of it yeah maybe, there's or? yeah there's a lot of symbolic things and you know that can help you uh dig deeper into it i don't know i mean but the the thing is that that the there's at least as far as I understand, there's a whole kind of thing of of different levels of your mentality, too, mm-hmm. that you move up. And it's kind of like each one's a trinity. Yeah, okay. You I don't know? think I've noticed that before, but you're right. But they are. it's okay. Part of the thing is that, okay, the very top, it, the you know, there's the father, right? And then there's the... Uh, Mm. like the father the son and the holy ghost but the holy ghost is is a feminine spirit so it's like this the trinity anyway i i I don't know if i can mark's going deep here but anyway so it's it's more it's more there there's things in there that are meant that possibly are meant to be seen or that are only understood by people who are looking deeper. So let me, let me ask you a question. I'm not sure if you know the answer for this. So I re, I took a few classes in college about you know religious classes, and I did take several classes on Jude, Judaism, mm-hmm. right? And I did learn a little Hebrew, and so I remember being introduced a little bit to Kabbalah. This looks more Christian than I'm familiar with. Well, the there was Christian Kabbalah. Okay. You know, okay. That, I don't that, think I was aware of that, that came, so became, too much. That came out of, you know, where, I guess, I, I don't know the total history. Like, I'm kind of, I'm starting on this. But even, there's a whole thing on the creation and the Hebrew alphabet. Yeah. Like, and how they're related. It's called the... Uh, I, Sephirim Yazira or something like that, or so, I don't. That's not. I'm sorry. That's not even it. But Sephirim. it's the oh, Sefer, Sefer, which Sefer, is book. Yeah, Sefer Yod's Yod is. Um, so I, Sefer means. Book. Oh, here it is. Westcott. Sefer means book. So if it's Sefer Yod is Yetzira or something, um, here it is. You'll see it, and you'll be like, oh yes. Um. Oh, that's Egyptian magic. There's, oh wait. Oh. Yeah, that's the, 
when a book has too many things in it, right? Chaldean or oracles. There's like so much in this. This book, actually, this Westcott one is a lot better. I remember I was kind of like, yeah, you were this upset. Is crazy you were upset stuff. at first about it. Oh, I heard it. Sefer. Oh, Yetzira. Oh, Yetzira. I said it right. Yeah, you did. Good job. What's Yetzira? I don't know. Yetz. Yetz. Oh, the Book of Formation. That's what it is. Okay, Formation. Cool. Anyway, but there, there's like different things on, on, uh, like taking like the first words of the of the Old Testament. Uh, what is it? A Barashit. Oh yeah, Barish Barashit Bara Elohim. Yeah, and breaking just the initial phrase Barashit, and then yeah, and you're, in you're the beginning the, there were six. Yeah. Anyway, there but there's six. There's six different kind of elements of of your your mentality. You know, it's it's anyway. I don't know. I'm gonna have to study it more, but I'm saying it's very interesting. So Mark's con- first contribution to this. It's something that I don't even understand. But it's pretty deep and exciting. Yeah. But one of the things about the, the Gabbala, and this is one of the things that Yuba, or Ruba, Philos <laughs> talks about is that, you know, there's the Gematria and all that stuff, you know, that doesn't, is, you know, is is fine, but it's not necessarily, like people use that in modern times because they think that, that we're in the matrix and yeah you sure and and I, I don't know if that's that that might be i don't know but but people use that you know to bet on different things and all kinds of stuff and i don't it's more got it. if there is gematria it's more it's all meant for the torah put in there you know numbers because actually in hebrew numbers and words are the same or they represent they're used as a separate thing so you say say uh like they can encode you know like the number 12 somewhere or something that they wanted to that they meant some letters yeah yeah anyway but but only those who understand like uh the mark of the beast i was telling you about last time oh yeah six 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 yeah or six one six right one one of the but but that's what i'm saying is that actually though there's there's the seven-headed dragon okay that's part of the 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 uh, tree of life. Oh, that's the whole thing is that there's this tree of life that's got 10 facets to it yeah. that you're kind of moving up and that help you to understand the human psyche and stuff. But one of them is like this, this dragon that's kind of like the world and the devil and yeah. blah, blah. But I'm saying, but it transfers over to revelation, the book of revelation, the dragon and the, the, the beast or wait, there's something in here, but, there's a dragon, and in, in, I believe that you're right. There's a dragon. I know, but there's something in here that I read, and I was like, whoa. But it here, the Bible has been probably mis, more misconstrued than any other book ever written. Contains numberless, obscure, and mysterious passages, which are utterly unintelligible without some key wherewith to unlock their meaning. That key is given in the Kabbalah. Anyway. That's a good intro. Yeah, I, I highlighted some things, but there was a whole th- there was a thing where they were talking about. Um, hopefully, this is hopefully this doesn't end up like uh, the thing we cut out of the <laughs> podcast, the last one. Um. Anyway, but there was a thing where it talked about like the uh, yeah, maybe it wasn't in here. It's fine. 
the the dragon and the whore when they come together they equal the beast hmm that's a new one to me anyway i don't know where it is i have something don't quote me on that i won't we, we will not quote you so anyways the what you know what the value here though is and i think this is actually what's what's exciting is mark on the next i'm sure the next time we do a smorgasbord you're going to have a little bit more to say too and um you know what you said one thing you said is like i don't what do you say like i don't understand is does anybody actually understand you know you say i think you said like oh i don't really understand the kabbalah but i'm like i don't know if anybody actually understands it like maybe a very few out there do because there's so much to it right oh yeah well that's insane okay how can you understand all the, that there's the the this particular book the holy kabbalah by a.e wait is based on the zohar the zohar the yeah. zohar has one million two hundred and fifty thousand words so i um it's six volumes very intent very big volumes yeah and so and a lot of it like he says in this guy particular says in the introduction he's like you're you will be reading through so much stuff that you don't even need to and that's what this book is for where it's like kind of skipping over the the unimportant parts because you know you got rabbis sitting around talking for how many hundreds thousands of years about all kinds of different things you know i mean that in jesus time at least according to new testament there are, you know, there was the Sadducees, Pharisees arguing about different things, and so you got that kind of stuff, you know, in yeah, there. And so it's in there. Yeah, I used it, to have the Zohar. You did? I got rid of it. <laughs> it was a yellow set. It was a yellow volume. Why <laughs> you had the whole? <laughs> I picked it up at a uh, used bookstore years ago. Anyway, well, I'm saying there's a lot of, but you it know, was it, so big. That, that's the thing it. is that. And that that's the thing about like secret the you know secret teachings and stuff is that they're not always hidden. Sometimes there's so much to wade through. That's a good way. That you got to find that nugget. That's a good way to look at it. Yeah. Anyway, gotta, like, so th- this one's the... more of a. I mean, but this this book is 616 pages. Yeah. You know, this it pretty. It's not like a, it's know. not like it's large print or anything. Yeah. Either, so, but it's got like stuff on cosmology, four worlds. I think you really actually like that that uh, Sephir or what was it, Sephira or you would really like it you because you know the Hebrew alphabet a lot more than I do and it would mean a lot more. Referring to, you. to the Yod, um, the Sephir, Yetzira. Yeah, it's and it's short too. Anyway, it's really cool. I read through it and it's really neat. So, but that's in the um, that's yeah, in that's your in collect this. your your Hermetica collection. Yeah, interesting. Well, it's all it's all related, though. That's the thing. Didn't so, realize it. Let's go on to you, because then I got more stuff too. Really? Oh, so well, we can. No, 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 no. We no. Well, I'm saying we got the tarot cards. Oh, Mark has. <laughs> Welcome to a very. I was special okay. Episode. Here's of... the thing: is that I was, <laughs> I was more like I'm. What I'm plan. What I'm doing is I'm gonna be in books and stuff. I'm not. I don't. And I'm not even. I'm not even. I. You know. Not you know magic and alchemy and all this stuff i'm like ah, it's all whatever but anyway i got a deck of tarot cards because there's meaning to them 
so one of the things there. we had a we had a comment that so you funny. mentioned a few a few like a couple of months ago you mentioned a comment that someone was like asking if we were going to get into any of the gnosticism well he he didn't say that he he just said that well, we were because we had talked about stoicism. We were going into. He wasn't. We he wasn't. Into, he wasn't requesting. He was just saying, "Oh, this one's this one's more uh, got it logic than it is." Oh, good point. You know, whatever. So I, I was. was like, oh yeah. Well, we're all over the place. I was me. thinking about that, and there's a book that I've been recently reading, and it has dawned on me that, and I kind of alluded to this at the beginning of this. I'm like, hey, it's a spark that everything's related, and it was mm-hmm. taken away. That basically, we're right now. We're on we're we're on this like we're we're reading through all this stuff and it's eventually going to it's kind of the precursor to Gnosticism in a way. Yeah. Like the Hermetic. Yeah, exactly. Hermetic. And so Well, because there's think the and and so and so or the what is that? There's a it's a Gnostic one. It's so weird. This whole anyway. I don't know. Are you referring to a book? A, a I thought book? I thought I was, but maybe oh. not. So there's a lot, and so I just wanted to mention that I I was reading. I'm reading this book by a guy named Gary Lackman. Yeah, and um, he and it's really good. And I'll I'll mention the book more next time probably because I'll have it finished by then. But right now I'm only in the first couple. I I think I'm two chapters in, and it's fantastic. And it's a really yeah. thorough introduction to. Basically, his the book's called The Quest for Hermes Trismegistus. And he basically, he's written several books on the occult and on esoteric wisdom and, and, and learning. And I think he eventually, dis, he eventually came across it and he goes, why don't I know more about this guy? And so he started doing a lot of research and he's basically finding that, that everything has to do with Hermes Trismegistus in a way that he's more way more profound than we've ever known. And he tells a story about how there was a there was an emperor uh what's his name? Palpatine. God. Yeah, Emperor Palpatine. Here, can you give me a soda real quick? Uh, I think it's I think it was Di- Diocletius or whatever, an em- a Roman emperor. Uh-huh. Oh, which one? Uh I don't... You got you got the pops and you got the uh you got another group beer here. And another Wait, what's another the pops? A hop? Oh, hop! Yeah, yeah. Want yeah. a hop? Yeah. And so, you have your uh, thing here, your bottle opener. And anyways, he was talking about how in. Let me see if I can find it's it. It's fine, here. Brandon. You keep going. Oh, I'll yeah, you it. are. I'll I thought you were it. looking for the. Oh. Um. There was this Roman emperor, or maybe it was a Greek emperor. I think it was Roman because of the time period. But basically, he put this order out to destroy everything that was by Hermes. Everything really? that had to do with Hermes. And it was really interesting because they actually, he actually succeeded uh, pretty good. Like, most of it was gone. And the fact that today we still have some is amazing, right? Uh, let me see. Hermetic traces. Well, it's kind of like Enoch. Sure, like disappear. You know, where all of a sudden, and then all of a sudden, it was that guy with the last name of Bruce that in the 15 or 1600s, you know, suddenly came back with, you know, found it and they started translating, and people were like, whoa, what the heck? 
Oh, here it is. So, um, well, listen to this one. This is interesting. The second century theologian Clement of Alexandria, for example, speaks of 42 books of Hermes. Oh, okay. A fourth century scribe who copied a Hermetic text later found among the Gnostic Gospels of the Nag Hammadi collection apologized for not including more Hermetic works. That's in the introduction to their Nag Hammadi. Like whenever they get to the to that part to of the, it? the the where they start doing the hermetic stuff, they actually cite okay. that. Okay, I think that was in the yeah. Asclepius one, justifying the omission by saying that there were they were numerous. Yeah, he's like, oh, you guys have everybody has this anyway, so yeah, we're not going to put like how many books. That's what I'm saying. In in the in the just in the Nag Hammadi, there's that book, the eighth on the ninth or eighth to the ninth yeah. or whatever. Yeah, that's one that is not even contained anywhere else and it's a hermetic exactly book, you know that doesn't exist anywhere else it's just like crazy so i think that um and it wasn't until my... the 40s that they found that one book Nakamati. yeah they had there. done such a thorough job of getting rid of this stuff but and and also the uh well i remember in uh graham hancock's here can you give me something else Brandon? i don't know where you can't get your butt open? Yeah, and I can't figure out how to open it with it your open. with your hand. Yeah. But uh Graham Hancock talked about the Sabians. Okay. I believe it was. Okay. And they there's not a lot known about them, but it was believed that they were uh they were a hermetic sect up in the Middle East somewhere. Oh, crazy. And, okay. And that uh the y- this is at the time whenever uh Muslim was basically the rulers of of the europe you know of all over you know when they they were in spain and yeah and everywhere and and so they 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 had they they would allow christians jews to worship their own god because they were people of the book yes and also sabians and then because heard of they sabians. were people of the book of their book Which, of what, their hermetic Oh, crazy! Really? Of yeah, because they believed in one God. Okay. You know, and they didn't have it was it was something like that. You know. Anyway, that's in Graham Hancock's this, his second book. Uh, uh, not fingerprints of the gods, but the other one, magicians of the gods. Oh, magicians it's, of the it's gods. It's in the chapter on written in this. It's called written in the stars. Anyway. Uh, anyhow, so that's that's my next. But, oh, I was gonna say. Just sorry. Go ahead. But going along that lines is that they were allowed in to be live in these Muslim countries for a while, and then they and then all of a sudden somebody else came into power. You know, a more strict Muslim person. You know, ruled over, and that and then they were. That's when they got left. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So they were living together like Jews and Christians were able to live together, like they, you know, but. Kind of like with the, with Muslims, but then whenever somebody more strict came in, they were I think chased that's out. The, that's the pattern, really, destroyed. right? Is like it will be okay, and it will grow, and it'll be like pretty, it'll be prevalent, and all over the place, and like great learning will happen, mm-hmm. and it'll be like enlighten time of enlightenment, and then uh, regime changes or 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 leadership changes or whatever happens. And they will like push themselves into another dark age. Yeah. 
because yeah. the yeah it just it just happens over and over well, again. Well, or what happens is, uh, yeah, the religion, certain religions have get established, and then they're like, okay, well, we don't need this, you know, we're the we're right and they're wrong and different things. So, so but I mean, yeah, that's funny that because Brandon brought that book, and I was like. I remember some people saying this is a good one to read. Yeah, so far it's fantastic. So I, I hope that it continues that way. It's pretty exhaustive too. I will say that there's been a few times that I, I was ready to move on to the next topic, but he just kept on going with like more information. So oh, really? It's, it's pretty exhaustive too. Yeah. Well, I know, but sometimes people are no, it very. Is, it is good to do that. Are really uh, light or light on? Yeah, light explaining, on and it's more like correct sayings or, or not sayings, but feel good stuff you know or something yeah exactly but what so i'm gonna yeah definitely check that one out what else we got i mean oh the <laughs> oh god like i said mark or like i said mark has a library so he might he might show and tell some of these things today or not i i don't he has well, gained okay. quite a bit more one books. of the one of the things I'm, I'm going for the kabbalah but one of the things that i bought <laughs> So tell us about what you bought, Mark. Was a book called, and you know anybody that's is the Golden Dawn by Israel Regardi, which is a base of one of those those early I, end of of the 18th century, or is it? I can never figure out. I've read a 1890s. few. I've read a few books that, that quote him or like refer to the guy. But it was it was a, it was a, a group that was created where they had different uh rituals and stuff and you know to get kind of like a hermetic oh and that's where the the mcgregor mathers mathers is actually one of the founders of the golden dawn okay or hermetic so they base it on hermetic stuff Mm -hmm. you know to try to reintroduce it and have the you know like what what hermes was teaching to uh to tat or sleepiest and stuff they try and continue so they continue were that, trying to uh, continue it you know by by doing different rituals and robes and there's all kinds of crazy like not crazy stuff but there's well, symbolic stuff but it seems to us yeah it depends now on it's like okay this is crazy or yeah. you know like or even like in depicted in movies like evil sure like this is something where you'd see in some kind of horror dream thing you know some guy in a robe and like you know with a with a dagger because mm-hmm. there's like something where you make a a star with a dagger and got it yeah. like, anyway it's so but it's supposed to like the 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 whole point of the initiations and and different things is to get your mind to a higher state not not necessarily that it's the words or the ritual. Yeah. Anyway, so I'm just curious. I'm curious about that. You know. Well, the way so here's I the way got I, the book. Here's the way it I was, look it at was, it. It seemed like it was a good price because it's usually like sixty five bucks. Yeah. And I got it for forty. Oh, so good. I was like, okay, well, this will be good, and then I can tell Brandon if it's worth it or not. That's how I'm looking at it right now too. Is kind of like I saw that you had it. And I was like, oh. And the first thing I thought was, well, you know what? It'll be good for him and 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 i would probably like to as well, well yeah we got a reference filter but, through it and if you i wanna. mean the thing is it's better to like firsthand know 
if there's anything of value in it than to have someone just tell you that there's no value in it or that, you know what I'm saying? Well, yeah, sometimes. Or sometimes you just, if there's no value in it, though, sure, you just end sure. up with a bunch of books. Yeah, you wish that you had, yeah, but. Kind of like, like, and that's why I'm kind of like, okay, I got to cut myself off. It's like that saying by, um, uh, who, Seneca, where, you mm. know, like, uh, he was just like, just concentrate on a few books and get their contents. Okay. You know, get, because, you know, just because you read a bunch of books doesn't mean you have knowledge. Yeah. I, mean, I, I think, I yeah, I something thinking. along those lines where, where you, what you do, I mean, so I want to get through the, like they're actually the Hermetica books and stuff have been really helpful. Oh, These are really good. Been good. The most use of, of the books. Um, do you read them every night before you go to bed? Yeah. No. <laughs> I well I I do I do kind I mean, of I mean yeah I read a lot of I just I'm I, not saying do you read a book before you go to bed and then that happens to be the one you're reading. I'm I was joking about Oh that. no, yeah, I don't read them all the time, but but I I mean I've gone through these a lot. So these are probably so far have been the most useful and I think that they they do especially you know, it starts off with right at that vision and stuff like that. Vision's very, very. Uh, you can, you can continue. How many times have we been reading something and we've gone back to that? Yeah. And like oh, like in the Pony Mangers. Yeah. yeah, it's, it's. I mean, and that's at least in in the in the uh, the Hermetica by uh, Copenhaver. Copenhaver. That's the first book. Yeah. Is that the first? No, that's the first book in this it's one by G.R.S. Mead. But some yeah. have it. Oh, it's the Westcott one that has like second or third. Which is weird. Yeah, that was the one where. But anyway, so I'm saying that's the, where I've gotten the most out of because it's not so couched in. It's not couched in ritual and stuff. Like, okay, if you read the Old Testament and you get into the the laws part and stuff. Oh, yeah. yeah where you're just like, what the heck is all this? It gets mixed up or it's like, well, what does this all mean? But the. I think that the Hermetica is very spiritual, you know, and explains things well, you know, not in a, in so cryptic a fashion, yeah. very straightforward. Yeah. There, yeah. I agree. But, but then there might be, but now I'm like, well, but there is possibly something to some of that symbolic stuff too. And that's where the Kabbalah comes in and possibly the golden dawn kind of stuff. But the Kabbalah, for sure possibly you know seems to be something that there's something there but yeah mm. well it's cool i i feel like you have tons you have more you have a tons of work cut out for you right now i know and the thing is i'm lazy <laughs> <laughs> oh one another thing just real quick is the that book i was telling you about i'll tell you about it um the uh the uh the sacred book or the sacred magic of oh wait there it was oh, okay okay it's called oops dang it the sacred magic of at abramelin the mage abramelin the mage it's a pretty you would really it's it's almost like the name abra melon is a little too convenient for a mage name you know what I'm saying? Well, I mean, yeah. It's well, it's just like if I was born as like um, 
Kadabra Haber Gibson, you know? <laughs> yeah. And then I ended up being like a mystic. Melon. <laughs> no, it's, it's, but, well, so anyway, the book is about this this Jewish guy that goes ends up in down in Egypt with this oh, teacher. I guess Jew, if he's Jewish, Abra. Yeah, Abra Abram. Is a, is a, okay. Abram. Okay. That's why I was like, oh, Abram, you know. But uh, he ends up with this teacher called Abram Allen down in Egypt. And, you know, uh, he is taught how to, like, do this, do these, uh, the set time of, um, like, I think it's supposed to be a couple months where you do different things every day. And then, and then you're able to get in touch with your guardian angel and this that's what he calls it okay and the guardian angel talk well you can talk to him ask him all kinds of questions and does the guardian angel know all things yeah interesting yeah yeah so the i mean and so but also um after that you can uh have you know different spells and stuff he goes into all that like in the third book i never read because i was like okay i got what i wanted out of you know this this, one wait so i'm sorry i had to ask this question but that is this fictional or is it non-fictional is this is this okay i know it's not it can't be non-fictional is it fictional like is it meant to be is it fantasy or is it supposed to be about a real person do you know um well I, I I'm gonna say that it's a made up story. Okay. I'm gonna say that. Sure, but pe- as people, there's a lot of people but, that I- you know. But it's it's written. I don't know. You know, I don't know the total history of. But the 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 point in reading it for for me is is just a story about somebody coming in in contact with their that that it is something that that they traditionally has been something that Got was it. important Got which it. has been lost and how many of the stories that we've read are not like well either. that's what i'm saying yeah. it's like oh is this a true story well doesn't really i matter mean if it's true or not yeah it's not it's not that it's yeah to a certain degree it doesn't really matter yeah mm-hmm. i got it I, I agree so anyway eventually the guy in the book he gets he gets he's able to control like demons and stuff too you can get them to do your well but oh. it, you got to be nice to them it's See, really that interesting that sounds fun it's Actually. it's a pretty yeah it's a it's a cool book you're like what like i mean do you know how old it is of a story that that's um it sounds like a, a good precursor to like a lot of modern uh fantasy you know yeah i don't know you know what? i don't i'm not sure if if in the uh well this was translated by mcgregor mathers oh, okay you know yeah, so yeah okay but uh and uh but it's so it's an older it's book it's older than that you yeah. know it could be from the renaissance or older so i have a book that i have you ever heard of the it's a fictional book have you ever heard of the way of kings Mm-mm. okay so there's a book called the way of kings and then there's 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 like four books now in the series and it's like a big epic series right like game of thrones ish epic mm-hmm but the the author of these books is actively writing them still, and so we'll see if they ever get finished. Game oh, unlike Game of Thrones. <laughs> anyway, like <so>. hey, 
what's his name? George R. R. Martin get the books finished. I mean, the series, the TV series has been over. It's like that. You would think he's writing, he's writing other other ver other trilogies and or yeah, it's funny. Things I've about, heard about that. Yeah. He's doing prequels now, and he hasn't even finished what the prequel is on. I've heard about that. Yeah. So this book, Wave Kings, <laughs> written by a guy named Brandon Sanderson, and it's a it's a it's a you're like, fantasy. His name's Brandon. My name's Brandon. That's why I'm reading it. Book. That's why I'm reading it. This must be a good book. The point, though, is just so you know, if you haven't heard of it, like if you were to go on Amazon and search for like their top ten like fiction, I mean, way his series is that series is in it. Like, mm -hmm. it's, it's a it's 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 a good book. Yeah. And it's up there, and they're going to have like movie rights and all What's that stuff. What's it called? The Way of Kings. It's called the Stormlight Archive. The the name of the series. How long are the books? They're huge. Oh, good. Then maybe I'm going to get one because I'm always they're worth, they're worth for my it. Audible one. It's it, got to be 15 hours or more of a listening time because I I drive all day, so yeah. I listen. To, I can listen to at least eight hours so a get, day. Get the Way of Kings. The Way of Kings. Yeah, by Brandon Sanderson, and um. It's it is highly epic I'm gonna, I'm fantasy. Right now. Anyways, um, keep talking, Brandon. I actually the way of kings. I and it's deep too, right? Like he has he's a world builder. Like he has connections between other of his books, right? And so, anyways, a couple of years ago, I went and bought a soft cover edition of the way of kings because I have them all hardcover and I have them all even signed by him, right? I've you gone did? to his book signings, yeah. Oh, you met him? Yeah, yeah. Does he look just like you? He looks actually somewhat similar, like, but he has hair. You're like, wait, my name, I'm Brandon. I would say that. I he was like say, your. I would say he looks like a more pale. Oh, nerdy Brandon. Movie. Okay, I'm. I'm okay. This is a 45 hour. Yeah. Like okay, I once <laughs> bought a book because there's or books over a hundred that were a hundred hours. Well, actually. It was the uh, Three Musketeers oh, trilogy, like, yeah, okay. which was really good too. So okay, I, I bought the Sherlock Holmes collection. Oh yeah, and Dave. it's like seventy hours or something like that. Yeah, yeah. No, Dave actually gifted that to me. Oh, okay, and it, those are really good too. Yeah, they're fun. They're fun. Like, okay, I'm gonna look at the ratings on that. Dude, five stars. That's by one person. What's the person's name? Oh, by Brandon. one person. Brandon. Brandon no, Gibson? Just, <laughs> no, 68,197 and still got a flawless five-star rating. So it's a good book. Anyways, my whole point, and this and this is a long explanation here that I'm drowning I'm drowning this, but I, I bought the soft cover book a couple version of the book a couple, a couple years ago. And my reason for getting it, Mark, was because I wanted to take a red like scripture marking pencil. It's and that go, good. Yeah. And go through and mark sections what? of it. And one time, I told okay. someone that one time who was a religious person. <laughs> they were so offended. <laughs> <laughs> like, so I mentioned it to one of somebody in my family, or I think it was actually one of my. Yeah, it was. They're hey, called their family. Man, there's. And that's my point. It's like, oh, yeah, I'm going to go through and mark it up. And like, they I were. mentioned a red pencil, red scripture pencil to do it. And they kind of immediately tensed up, like, really? And I'm like, yeah, and like, and they kind of saw that as like a as like a heathenish thing to do, but here's the thing. Yeah. Oh, well, the first thing that he says is like, isn't it fiction? And I'm like, in my mind, I'm like, yeah, it's fiction. And I didn't want to say like, 
and almost everything you read is fiction too. But Wait, what are you saying? What is that? What would that even imply, Brandon? How <laughs> but dare you? My point you? is, is when you read something and it resonates with your soul and it changes the way you think. Yeah. Does it matter if it's fiction or not? Right. To a yeah. certain degree. Yeah. And that was my point. Was like, hey, no, he says things in here that I've taken. I'm going, wow, that is incredible way to look at things. And so, at the bottom line, what, and that's why I'm talking about this. That's how I got to this whole point. You know what? If, if you read something and it kind of lifts your mind up to a loftier height mm-hmm. and it kind of makes you think about something, who cares if it actually happened or not? When we read some of these old, these pseudopigraphic texts, mm-hmm. and that's what they are, they're pseudopigraphic, which means they're not, they, the author of them is not the, you know, the book of Enoch wasn't written. Well, pseudo is like fake. Yeah, yeah. And then graph. Yeah, they, <laughs> I don't know, we I don't know. know Latin. <laughs> We're like, well, pseudo is fake. The point is, is people will like. And graphia at, is. Graph. People will look at yeah, a book, yeah. and I'll mention like reading through like the book of, of some pseudopographic book, like oh, I read the Apocalypse of Peter, you know, and they're like, well, that wasn't really written by Peter. The first thing I want to say was, <laughs> well, was the original book that you read written by Peter either? But I don't, yeah, well, I don't the, do that. The, I don't that get... That's one of the tricks. That's one of the tricks that people used in ancient times was that they would write something and then they would put an author, you know, yeah. like a, a known. Like an Enoch, you know, by yeah. Enoch or yeah. by, you know, and so they would sell more because then that you have an authoritative thing. It's just like Paul, like, exactly. the, like the books written by Paul. Mm. They're not. What are you trying to say? Exactly. But so I'm saying you got half the, of the Paulian epistles that are not actually written by Paul, right? They're written by someone who might have been one of Paul's like students. But the thing is, is if the message in it resonates with you well it's kind of it's it's like okay uh socrates okay good one good example he never wrote any books and there's some who argue whether he even existed well okay whether, whether I i'm saying that but or not. i think yeah but i think like, most people believe that socrates did exist exactly but but i'm saying we know socrates by his student whose name escapes me right Plato. now. Plato. Yeah. So <laughs> I was waiting for you to say it. Like, his name by, me. by whose name we shall not say because it's so sacred. Well, but uh, by, by, yeah, by Plato. And it's like, we, whenever you find that out, you're like, you know, like that's crazy. Sure. Yeah. And we know Jesus because of others that others around yeah, him, that's not because what, of the book of Jesus. Yeah, he didn't so, write any. Yeah, and that's the thing is that, and that there's there's books that will yeah lift you to a loftier sphere that are go. fiction or not that'll make you inspire you and stuff all kinds of stuff. That's the point. That's where I'm going. So so that's interesting yeah. because there's there's books that people just love that are non scriptural and that they can quote and um anyway this is that's funny that they were giving you such a hard time about that. But it's funny too that you're there with scripture markers. You're like, I never ended up doing it, by the way. But I still have it on my shelf, and every once I look at it, I'm like, I gotta pull it back down. What happens when it, when Brandon Sanderson comes out with book five, which I think will be next year? Uh-huh. Um, I'll have to reread books one, two, three, and like, oh no, he'll come out with book four. You're gonna next read them year. all. So he it'll be next four next year, book four next year. Oh, okay. Of this particular series, he has many other series that he writes. Some people, man, are so 
He has like Flow, he has like forward. fifty books right now. Now, the thing is, is like what is that called? I don't know. I think I know what you're when trying to say. When they write a bunch, of, yeah, they're like prolific or something. I don't know which word that is, but I think I know what you're talking about. My point is like when he, when book three came out, because it had been several years since I read book two, or a couple years. Yeah. I actually went in, not, and I, I didn't read them. I listened to them actually because they're so huge. But uh, I only read the first book, and then the other ones I've listened to. Mm-hmm. But yeah, when book three comes out, or when book four comes out, I have to go listen to books one, two, and three again. Well, I mean, so plur- prolific. prolific, prolific, there, there we you go. go. Um, but uh, the so are his books as good? Even the you know how sometimes somebody they, will have like their first book has all the things in them. Sure. Yeah, I would maybe, say is that the reason maybe you bought the first one because there was a lot more like whoa. No, I just think no, I, no, I just think it's, it was yes. a late start. I would say his books actually get better. What they get better. The thing is, is like the original book though will always have a more special place in your heart probably because it was the it yeah was the you're first. introduced to the characters yeah. or whatever. But no, I would say so far, and I think most people would agree with me. His books have gotten better. Wow. Yeah, there's they and they've gotten longer too. You know, sometimes like the, like this, there was a book that I read or series. What was it? The blue. Let me look real quick. And it was, it started off really good. It was a popular fiction series. Oops. That's not it. But, uh, um, let me go. It's at the very, it's been a long time since I, oops, library. Wait, are my books not? Oh, this is my old account. <laughs> anyway. Oh, dang. Did I buy it for this one? No, I didn't. I can't think of it. Anyway. There's a series where this guy was on Mars. Hmm. Working in the mines there. Oh. Yeah, the red. Red plant. Not red planet. Red. Um... Red dawn. No. Gosh, dang it. Anyway. I, know what, I, know I, I listened to that series. And the first book was good, you know. Okay. But then it kind of got cheesy. It did it. I haven't read. I. I. It was on. My, it's on my list. Like whenever the love story. Not. Not a lot of people are good at writing love. Continuing loves, it on. Or, oh. or, but continue. Like. Oh. Like yeah. nerds aren't so good at having a good love story. No, probably not. Where it's like you're kind of like cringe a little. Yeah, unless they do it. Unless they do it very wrong. The, never mind. I'm not gonna get on that. Yeah. So anyway, but um, that's true. Me, about nerds. But actually, so sometimes I think that people have can have trouble wrapping up their series. Yeah, kind of like George R. R. Martin, perhaps. Yeah, who's having a little bit of trouble wrapping yep. up his series. He hasn't written a book since 2012, and he's definitely a nerd. <laughs> he's def- like I love it. He's got the sailor's hat on and stuff. Like. Oh. <laughs> that guy but his the his the books he wrote were so good and but the thing is that the stories diverged so much on that one from where game of thrones ended up in this one you know it's the same end but there was subtle differences that i've heard pushed it i've heard they've gone off anyway whatever um but so yeah we're all over the place or i am that's the theme man like what the heck why did i buy tarot cards i don't know no they're they're pretty cool like I mean, I'll probably I'll, I'll want to look through them, so don't worry. Yeah, well, I'm just saying they're they're uh, 
definitely interesting, but not for future, you know, they're not for fortune telling and like they, I mean, they are people use them for that, but there's, there's a lot of symbolism to them that actually relates to the Kabbalah and the, your different psyche, your psyche. And that's the thing is that, that in, in the one we were talking about, we were saying that mystic psychology became modern, modern, modern psychology. Yeah. That, but the, the point of the, the, why I'm looking into the Kabbalah is that there's a lot of in psychology where the, the lower mind, you know, and how it's split up, split up and how, how to get into the higher mind, which is where we all, well, not where we all want to be, but yeah the the mind that if you're trying to become the ones a better person yeah. yeah so no, i agree i agree mark i totally there i'm totally there and i don't think that i'm going to say this on recording right now i don't think that your tarot deck is weird tarot deck is weird i think it's cool all right and i'm a little envious well you can get some cool ones as you've seen yeah at yeah. bookman's or whatever yeah but yeah, I just got the basic one that the like the people are orange. <laughs> it's the Donald Trump deck. Yo, <laughs> the <man>. orange man. <laughs> anyway, this one was inspired the Trump twenty twenty. I wonder if the coloring on that if I don't they know just why. don't have like a proper color that matches like a you know a you know. It's just yeah, they did a very cheap. You got to see the other ones. It's. I mean, it's not horrible, but, but uh, there's there's ones that cost the same, you know that the colors look way better, so. Yeah. Anyway, but it's it's cool. Like whatever about the colors, it's all about the symbols. It's a mystery to me why you didn't get the better one. Like you keep on saying there's one that has better colors, but and it costs the same, and I keep on thinking, so why didn't you get that one? <laughs> Because I didn't research it enough, okay. you know, you kind of get you already, excited you about something. Got this and then yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. And then after, I was like, "Oh, dang it!" I thought you were saying that you had a, you had to choose between both. No, of they're them. like, "Okay, choose, choose." And I was like, "I'm choosing the work, the bad ones." No, whenever I search on Amazon, these ones came up with a good rating, and were cheaper. You know why they had a good rating? Because people seeking seeking for the truth are colorblind. Colors don't mean much. They're all the same color, just a different vibration. That's the true. They're, yeah, they're seeing it. They're like, these are the most spectacular cards I've ever seen. They see all at the same time, you know? That's they, true. They've changed their vibration so they don't even notice this stuff. Well, then this is the deck to have. Anyway. It's beautiful. It's cool. Yeah. And whenever you watch a video on kind of what it all means, I watched this one that was about two hours. You're like, whoa, this is pretty cool. That's you know, cool. but... But and then the crazy thing about the, our our card deck now, the regular face cards that we play with, the reason that people think it's evil is because it's based on the tarot, which I never knew before. Did and I. neither did I. Hmm. I was like, because there are people that use it for the dark arts. I thought that the reason why I think it's isn't it just kind of like religious Christians that believe that, or is it maybe maybe other religions too? I don't know. But the reason why there's like this like this. Uh, bad vibe with playing cards i always thought it just had to do with gambling yeah i did too but no it it goes for way it goes further back than that it's to do it was it, it actually 
is to do with religious stuff. It's funny how it's and, perpetuated, and we and people still have that back. Yeah, but but then all of a sudden we're like, oh well, the reason we, you know, that's what I'm saying. It's like, uh, yeah, we're we think, oh well, the reason obviously is because it's used for bad in bad situations where you're gambling and losing money. Yeah. Gambling's a game of chance, so but it's not. I mean, it is correct, but it's even deeper than that. So this is sad because all the times that I've played poker or any kind of game blackjack with playing war i felt war. so guilty like ah, face cards <laughs> yeah i always oh, thought it was like something to do with like the the king and the queen like they were like i don't know or the way that jack holds that deck yeah they got whatever. like there's like the suicide king where he's yeah, got the yeah. knife to his head and stuff anyway but so there you go. There's something you learn something new and that I didn't know. Yeah. So. You know, that's the, that's the thing. There's all this really neat knowledge out there that you don't even know. You're like, why do we have, why are playing cards what they are? Whoever thought about that? Like, you know, but then whenever you think you're like, whoa, it's, it's deeper than you think. So maybe in the notes to this podcast, you should put like a too long didn't read that in case you don't have time to listen to this episode. Playing cards are not evil. They come from bad... Wait. You know what I'm going to do? I'm going to give them a link so they can buy this crappy deck. (laughs) (laughs) Make it so that you... And rate it with five stars, man. Well, and make it so you get monetized. You you earn a little bit off of that, too. Monetized? I'm, like, making that big tarot money. (laughs) (laughs) Big tarot. <laughs> Big psychic, dude. Big tarot. That's right. Anyway, well, uh, do you have anything else you want to talk about? I don't have anything else. Yeah, we're, we've thrown in everything but the kitchen sink. And the funny thing is that... Well, I did mention dirty dishes earlier. You did. Oh, my gosh. we even th- You did throw the kitchen sink in there. Okay, well, um, hopefully... Or no, not hopefully. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to really dive into this Kabbalah thing. Because the bigger the bigger picture is not to get lost in the, you know the, all the stuff is to look at the deeper even the deeper meaning of it. Look at that picture. Yeah. Okay, it's, he's showing the picture of the Kabbal- holy Kabbalah cover of it. It's got this all-seeing eye. Like it's a basically like, a light. Shining yeah, down. it's down from heaven. Okay, but you have just one eye. A single eye up there and the clouds above it and there's a light coming out of the the eye onto this guy down there praying yeah. and then it's got some hebrew symbols probably oh that's probably yeah. yeah the four the tetragametron four tetragametron yeah deep i wonder if met or not metatron but make who's who's transformer guy oh I don't know the Transformers, Megatron. but there's one of them. Megatron. Yeah. You wonder if Megatron is actually an angel? He might be. Do you think the Transformers were actually angels? Yeah. And the trans they transmute, they transformed. They can transmute into from ve- robots to vehicles. It's pretty deep. It's pretty deep. Think about it. I'm thought of, I'm thinking about it. <laughs> okay. Anyway, Good. yeah, but I'm saying whenever you see some of the symbolism in in these occult things, they they they're weird. Yeah, it is. They're just weird. saying, just like the first time you see Egyptian stuff, you're like, what is that even? Yeah. Like what? Yeah. 
and then and then whenever they put the you know so it's been so put in our head that occult and all this stuff is evil whatever these hidden things where you know you it just creeps you out it does and it's like it's it's a it's an internal conditioning yeah uncondition it but yeah that's all i have okay well there we go that was a probably a fairly exhaustive and robust i got a new book to listen to too yeah, and Mark has a new book. I can't wait 45 hours. I mean, can, I'm going to talk to the guy and see if he can write a longer one. I'm like, dude, okay, I want to use one credit from my Audible account <laughs> that will last me the rest of my the, my lifetime. <laughs> like, I need eight hours a day. I think... For the next 10 days. Write an 80-hour book. His most recent one is... The Oathbringer. Um, here... The most recent one is 55. 55. Oh man, he's up in his game. Yeah. So, I mean, it's just like the George R. R. Martin books. Yeah, they're pretty big. They're long, yeah. Yeah. But he just can't seem to finish them, George. Let's just like we can't finish this episode. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. Well, we will uh get get uh, some podcasts up and thanks for joining us. We'll see you next time. All right, later. Bye. <laughs>